Welcome to Quotable, a female millennial entrepreneur podcast. The show by and for female millennial entrepreneurs who are building and running thriving, successful businesses while living life to the fullest. I'm your host, Alessandra Polina, owner of Quotable Media Co., a PR and media company. After nearly 10 years of building a PR agency, I've learned a lot about business and entrepreneurship, but the most valuable things have always come through conversation with other women who have been in it too, and I want to share all of that with you. So sit back, fill your coffee cup up, and listen in. I am so excited to be here today with Renee Perkins, founder and CEO of Nantucket Island Marketing. I feel like I have so many different marketing companies that reach out sometimes, like I obviously know so many in my circles. There are so many people who are great at marketing, but when I met Renee, I was just like, wanted to hear more about how she started this business, and I think it's gonna be really interesting for everyone to hear. So thank you so much for coming on, first of all, today, Renee. I'm so happy to have you on here and let people learn from you. Yeah, I'm very excited to be here. I feel like one of the things, so we met, previous to doing this podcast recording and that was kind of when I was like we should we should make an episode because so many things just about how just about your background I guess how you started the business how you've created what you've created so far was just so interesting to me and I like had so many questions and I was so interested in like everything you're doing so for me that was really what what, there were all these things that piqued my interest and I want to kind of dive in with um yeah, just into all of that, like how you've done this. So can we start from kind of like, give us your little brief overview spiel, how you started, um, where you got to here and kind of like the, the short version, and then we'll dive into more specific questions about it all. Yeah, definitely. Um, it definitely was a bit of a roller coaster and it all started honestly because of the pandemic. Um, I was a senior in college in early 2020 when the whole pandemic happened. Um, I had, I think it was about around March, March of 2020, I had just signed a lease on an apartment in Boston um, with a few of my friends. I was so excited. I was looking at full time marketing opportunities, definitely interested in starting my own business, but I figured, Hey, why don't I get some more full-time corporate experience first before I kind of dive into it? Um, I went through final rounds of interviews. A few different companies were like, we will let you know our thoughts and we're really interested in moving forward with you. Um, that was the same weekend that the entire world shut down. Um, and come Monday, they were like, Hey, we really want to move forward with you. We're on a hiring freeze right now. So I was like, well, I just signed this really expensive lease on an apartment in Boston. Um, I was pretty much on my own when it came to money. And I was like, oh my God, well, what am I going to do? So I really just started, I was born and raised on Nantucket and I just started kind of going door to door with two different companies, um, asking them if they needed marketing help. Uh, Being from Nantucket, I have a lot of background in small businesses, just because that's small businesses make up the island community. My parents have a few different small businesses, one of which is a boating, whale watch and seal cruise company. Um, They had no marketing experience whatsoever when they started the company. Um, My dad was very into environmental science and is a huge 
advocate for that knows everything there is to know about whales, seals, Nantucket. Um, he was, he grew up there. Um, and so they kind of pulled me in and they wanted a lot of marketing help. So that's kind of how, um, I had that background, but I just went door to door to different companies and businesses on Nantucket asking, Hey, I would love to help with your marketing. Obviously I was born and raised here. So I really understand um, the demographic and the type of audience you're trying to target. So I picked up a few businesses right off the bat and things kind of blew up from there. Oh my gosh. I have so many things already that I want to ask and say, I mean, first of all, I mean, like, I, I think you kind of told me that, like, I sort of knew that background, but I'm still blown away by the fact that it was literally like the weekend that COVID started, like is what's kind of sparked this. And also just that you're so young. I mean, I started my company the year out of college, but, but not like immediately like that spring, like it was, well, yeah, it was kind of like the following summer, I guess. I don't know. I feel like there was a little more time, but I don't know. Like, I guess being the one, like, as you were, as I was doing it, it didn't sound that incredible, but now being older and like, hearing you say it, I'm like, Oh my God, you're so young. <laughs> Even though like, I know I was like, I guess around the same age too, when I started, but it's still really uncommon. I think for somebody to start something that young and to start something that's like really like a full on agency, like with, I mean, obviously I know you didn't start with a team, but you've built it really quickly. Like, you know, I guess I feel like sometimes people will start a business and it's just them for a long time. And you know, not that that's, I mean, that's what I did. I'm not saying that that's like not as legitimate, <laughs> but like you were like, it just seems like you were really like, okay, this is what I'm going to do. And you went out and like did it and like built it really quickly and really like strongly, I guess, from the very beginning, it seems. Um, which is just amazing to me. Like, <laughs> I just can't believe that. But um, I feel like one of the things that you said is that seems worth touching on is like, it seems like you were really strategic in that strategic about being like, okay, Nantucket is my background. I know all these people there. I know how these businesses work. And then you named your company Nantucket Island Marketing. Like you have like really strong branding around that, which seems probably really smart and strategic, right? You were probably like, let me build myself as the Nantucket marketing company. Is that kind of like what the thought process was around that in order to get these first clients and build yourself up quickly? Yeah. I have always been someone who probably overthinks and <laughs> for a lot of my life, it probably added more stress. But when it comes to business, I have always been five steps ahead, more so just thinking about future. So I'm always like, how can this decision today kind of affect and shape the future? And how can I make decisions today that really benefit the business in the future? So any decision I've made, it's whether, whether it came to hiring and I was like, well, I don't know if I'm ready yet, but possibly in the future, or whatever systems we put in place, I'm like, this is a big investment for this. I'm always like, okay, but in five months, I'm going to be too overwhelmed to kind of have that system in place. If that makes sense to implement a new system and that's better wording. Um, when it came to the name, no one had, no one really, there aren't a lot of digital marketing agencies, um, based on Nantucket or even on Nantucket. I spoke to so many businesses that basically their whole pitch to me, when I pitched to them, they were like, we've had countless marketing agencies come to us and they're all from off island. They all don't really understand Nantucket and understand small businesses. They have a cookie cutter approach to how they do the marketing. And that's where 
it really set myself apart because I was born and raised on Island. I was born and raised into a small business. And for those who can relate to that, understand what you, I saw everything. I saw all the behind the scenes um, details of what goes into that. Um, and that's also really how backing up when I was in high school, deciding where I wanted to go to college, I knew I really did want to work with small businesses. I had the creative background and I basically felt that I was like, okay, everyone really goes and approaches their degree focused directly on marketing. And I thought to myself, well, if I'm working with small businesses, I'm really going to want to focus it around business. So I went to a business school. I still got a degree in marketing, but I learned every other aspect of business to accounting, finance, just overall how to structure and organize sales. So when I go to these businesses from a marketing perspective, it's not like I'm just focused on the marketing. I'm presenting them ideas, knowing full circle what everything else looks like, what their expenses look like, in the sense that I understand that, oh, they don't, don't only just have a marketing budget, right? There's so many other things that kind of factor um, in into their decisions. Wow. So you've been strategic your whole life. Like you, you knew you wanted to go into marketing when you were in high school and and literally picked a college program or a college itself based on being strategic about wanting to start your own business that would work with small businesses eventually. Yeah, it didn't really, I didn't, I wasn't, however old I was in high school, I wasn't 16 years old being like, I'm going to start a digital marketing agency. It was just something It kind of came full circle, just knowing I did want to work in the small business sense. In my parents way. were entrepreneurs, um, my close family and friends, entrepreneurs, everything like that. So I knew I wanted to go into it in that sense, but I felt like, although there's so much to know about marketing specifically, I felt like I really had that creativity already. And I wanted to kind of expand my knowledge and understanding because when you are working in a small business or you are a business owner, you've got to know business. You've got to know sales. You've got to know people um, in order to be successful. Yeah, no, I mean, that it makes total sense. And I just think you're you're so smart about it. I just feel like for a lot of people are like, oh, it took me like, you know, years to figure out what I wanted to do. And like, once I start, it takes like, even what you just said about how, you know, when you're thinking about like implementing a new system, and you're like, should I do it now? Oh, I'll be too, you know, overwhelmed five months from now when I really need it in order to like to actually make it successful. Like that's, that kind of forethought is like, I feel like so hard for some of us in business to like actually wrap our minds around and actually like, I guess, you know, even if you know it's the right move, like to actually make yourself do it, like before you quite feel ready or feel like it's necessary can be really hard. And so the fact that you've just been able to like always approach your business like that, I feel like is, is amazing. Yeah. You just really have to look at every expense in your business because it's not easy, right? Especially when you're first starting off, you're like, there's not a lot of money coming in. You're trying to make the right decision. You have to look at every single business expense as an investment and investing in the right things um, to help you in the future. So tell me more, I guess, like walk us through like the next couple stages. Like once you kind of started getting these clients, you went to these different businesses, you know, Vanna and Tuckett, they realized you were the one to hire. Like, what did that look like after the first couple of months? Like, when did you start hiring help? What kind of, I want to hear more about like what kinds of systems and things you've like implemented for like actually making the growth of the business go smoothly that again, that quickly, like that was so recent. I feel like March of 2020 was just yesterday, but I also know you've worked already <laughs> with like so many incredible brands and, 
have like pretty big team, you know, in the scheme of things. Yeah, um, definitely. I really, it happened within the first couple of weeks and that it just goes back into investments that day. If, if we talk about me thinking about bringing on a new team member as a particular day, that day I was saying, well, I could do this all on my own, but in one month or two months, if I get three more clients, I'm not going to have the availability one to teach someone or two to bring on all those new clients. So I kind of thought, okay, I can just bring on one person now, have them help out with these particular clients or whatever it may be. And then I kind of went from there and that freed up my time. And it wasn't just like, Oh, here we go. I have more free time. I am very obsessed, obviously, like I said, with the future. So I was really focused in on my processes and how we were doing things. And I really, at that point also was thinking about again, in the future, five years, one year, six months down the line of, okay, when I add another team member, how am I going to train that second person to do what the first person's doing and also kind of be managing everything else. So I know we talked about ClickUp and different CRM and task management task management platforms. So that's also something that I was really looking into right off the bat because I was thinking, okay, well, I have the time now to do it. It might be a little bit early to invest in something like that, but I wanted to start really focusing in and honing in on the way we are doing things. Wow. So you hired the first, did you say you started thinking about hiring within the first couple of weeks? Yeah. So it wasn't full-time by any means. These um, were part-time people. I think I had a graphic designer um, and just an intern to start um, helping me with different things. I was still doing a lot of the heavy lifting when it came to the actual strategy uh, for different businesses and that sort of thing. But I really did start having um, part-time people working for me within the first couple of weeks. I think, I mean, I think that's kind of sometimes, well, that's often like the best way to do it, right? The best scenario you can be in is to find people who can help part-time and you're like, here's the work I have right now. And then kind of almost like training slowly when there's like only maybe a couple of hours of work, of work a week or a day, and then hopefully building up from there. Like, did, are these the same people that you have now? And you've been able to like kind of keep them and they were interested in coming on for more and more time as you needed it. Or how did, how did that work? Yeah. So like I said, I had interns when I first started, they stayed with me for around eight or nine months. Um, and then I started adding in. So I added Marley, who's our director of marketing now. Um, this was in January of 2021. Um, so still like a few months into business at that point, she was part-time to start. Um, and she had been working with me and she was the type of person that I just kept kind of adding responsibilities to, um, as we, as the months kind of went on and she's now full-time. Um, so to date I have had also added in a few more of those people. Um, but I have 16 team members and I have two of those that are full-time. Wow. Yeah. That's a lot. I mean, even just managing, like managing people is a lot (laughs) like that becomes a major part of your job. Once you have, I would say, I mean, once you have a single person, but once you have like more than a couple people, like that's, that's becomes a major part of what you're doing. I feel like a lot of the time, at least, I don't know, maybe you have better systems in place. So it's like, you know, more or have different ways of doing it. 
Well, that's kind of what I was saying when I really, and again, maybe I was dreaming too big or too far ahead of myself at that point. Cause I was only a few weeks or a month into business or whenever it was. And when I started using ClickUp and using this task management platform, I also was putting in systems and onboarding videos and tutorials and different things because I was thinking, okay, as I'm going through it with this new hire, I might as well kind of record all of this and record exactly what we're doing and what I need to train them on and our different systems and how we do things. Because again, in the next couple months, if we do continue to grow, I was thinking, hey, I'm not going to have time for this or I'm going to be so busy. I don't want to forget crucial pieces or crucial aspects that they need to know about our company. Yeah. Amazing. I love that. I mean, it, again, it's just like, I feel like that's such forethought and such like business smarts, maybe because you went to business school <laughs> but, like, to be thinking about that stuff and to make sure it sounds like, it sounds like one, one of the things that I'm hearing from that too, is probably like then people had a pretty consistent onboarding experience with you because you were kind of recording these things from the very beginning. And then when you brought on other people, they were kind of building off of that same experience. So everyone's kind of had a really consistent onboarding experience with you, which I feel like is probably only helps as far as building the company. Definitely. And I really think like one of the biggest tips for businesses is really being obsessed with that with processes, with organization and structure, like I said, before you really feel like you need to be, because when you feel like you need to be, it's past the point that you need to have done it. Right. Because you're like, I don't have time for this. And that's usually the point when people are like, okay, I'm going to outsource an HR team. I'm going to have somebody write a whole onboarding packet and that sort of thing. Um, so it's just really important to kind of do it before you feel like you're ready. That's a good point because we get to a point where it's like, oh, I needed this and now I don't have time to do it. So now I'm going to spend money to like outsource it and have someone who's maybe not who's not as like in it as you would be to create it. And uh, yeah, so smart. I hope people listening to this take heart. (laughs) So so in terms of obviously, it sounds like you've had done really well with like building the team. Obviously, you kept bringing on more clients to support that or to or to require that support. How? Is anything else about that? Like, what does that look like in terms of like, have you continued to be proactive about bringing on new clients all the time or have they just kind of come to you now through word of mouth? What has that looked like, like building up that side of things? Yeah, definitely. Um, We have taken on a lot new, not a lot of new clients since we started. And some of them are kind of one-off projects where they'll want us to put together a strategy for them or they want us to build a website for them and then we have clients that we've had since since our inception and since we started um so that's been really great we get a lot of clients through word of mouth through referrals uh a lot of my network too whether i went to high school with them or went to college with them a lot everyone kind of knows and is connected to a small business and people who maybe i had one conversation with in high school they message me on LinkedIn and they say, Hey, my parents have a small business. I was wondering if you could talk to them and help them out or whatever that may be. That's been huge for us. And also just investing. We practice what we preach and investing in our own marketing. We do a lot of advertising on social, on Google, and then also obviously investing on regular organic social media and making sure we're posting a lot consistently. And we have a lot of engagement happening on the accounts and we're engaging in the community. Okay, we're gonna take a quick break because I wanted to share about how helpful Thinkific is for turning your expertise into revenue with online courses. 
If you've been thinking about starting an online course as an extra stream of income, this is a great platform to do it on. Thinkific allows you to create, market, and sell your expertise with a single platform that gives you total control of your brand and your business. If you've been through my DIY PR bootcamp or you've heard me talking about it before, then you've seen it in action. That is what we use to house that bootcamp, and I've been using it for years. Um, I love using Thinkific for our online courses because it allows its users to quickly create professional learning products in a user-friendly course builder. No coding or technical expertise required. It's so easy and simple. And you also have complete control over every aspect of the course site to align to your business needs and your branding. It can look like it's part of your website. The best part is that you control the pricing and you keep all your revenue. There's no hidden fees. Um, if you check out today's show notes, I will share more information on getting started with Thinkific and a link for how you can take a look at it. And um, I highly recommend that if you've been considering creating an online course, you take the leap, give it a try, check it out, see how you can start building out that, that extra revenue today. I feel like I want to like shift gears almost a little bit, not to like make you give away all your tips, but, um, from a, in terms of like working with seasonal businesses, I imagine a lot of the businesses on Nantucket are kind of seasonal or at least things shift a lot for them over, over the year. Um, because it's such a summery kind of place when it comes to tourism, how does that affect the marketing that you're doing for them? Or are there like things that you kind of implement for them or suggest for them or, just like keep in mind when it comes to like marketing for a business like that specifically versus like maybe any other kind of business that you work with or, or that exists. Yeah, that's a great question. I feel like that's really where the whole business background kind of warps in and kind of makes sense because in an ideal world, these businesses would say, okay, we have a $10,000 a month marketing budget that we can use year round 12 months out of the year, right? That's not usually the case because they're not getting a lot of the seasonal businesses, either their doors are closed or they have limited hours, um, whatever it may be, they obviously have a much stricter marketing budget in the off season. And what a lot of businesses do, unfortunately, is they will go full force, hundred percent marketing just in the months that they're open and close the doors, even on their marketing in the off season. Mm -hmm. Um, Obviously, they can't be spending the same amount of money all year round, but what we do recommend is definitely having some sort of marketing budget, whether it's taking off a little bit in the on-season and putting it towards the off-season, but at least not going completely absent from social and just stopping email marketing and stopping advertising and that sort of thing. Um, there's a lot of opportunity to still have a presence without saying, okay, we're going to go full force and blow our entire budget in the off season. Yeah. It sounds like something, it almost like adds another layer of strategy there to, to make sure that they're doing the right thing and that it's actually going to be beneficial. Cause yeah, I just imagine a lot of people are like, okay, it's, you know, May or June, like we're ready because people are coming onto island and you're like, oh, okay, kind of too late now. <laughs> or at least, you know, you'll have lost 
a lot of opportunity if you had been, you know, doing it longer. Um, is that something that you have to kind of manage from your business's perspective too, in terms of like working with a lot of those, a lot of those clients, if that makes up a big part of your client base in terms of knowing that like, okay, maybe by the, in the winter, like a lot of them are going to want to pull back to a certain extent, or have you been able, like you have enough clients that are not kind of in that seasonal realm where it doesn't really affect you as the company? Yeah, we definitely have more clients during the summer season, just because we do have a good amount of summer or seasonal clients if they're winter focused, but we're not just focused and local to Nantucket. There's obviously businesses open year round on Nantucket. We do work with a few of those, but we do have a large number of clients in the New England area, obviously Cape Cape and Islands, greater Boston, and then up and down the East Coast. So um, it, it really, like I said, it, there's a lot more in the summer, I would say, but it's not something where everything kind of completely drops off in the winter. Okay. Well, that's good. <laughs> that seems, seems good. Um, okay. I want to ask you like one or two specifics. I'm just because, I mean, I'm so intrigued by your systems and like you kind of touched on briefly, um, that you use ClickUp and that's something we've talked about before too. Um, are there any other systems or processes or tools that you use and love a lot, either when it comes to marketing or when it comes to like your internal, you know, running your company, just because I feel like you've obviously put a lot of thought into these things. I'm curious. <laughs> yeah, definitely. That's a great question. I would say other than ClickUp, Slack is also a great platform or any sort of communication tool where you can really organize um, the different areas and aspects of your business. So obviously we have a channel for each of our clients and then different areas internally for our business. It really just keeps things more organized. So you can refer back to different things. And even if you have a smaller team, that's that moment, right? That you're like, oh, I don't think I'll need this now, but maybe in the future there is free option. There's free options for ClickUp. There's free options for Slack. Um, it's definitely something to look into, at least for your company. And then also outsourcing and outsourcing any possible thing that makes sense for your business that you can, whether it is marketing or it's bookkeeping or accounting or office assistants and office manager, that is something that's going to be really important too, to help keep you organized because as a business owner, trust me, I totally understand you want to do it all. And you're like, if I keep this, I can save X amount of dollars per month. But when it comes down to it, you're only kind of, you're not making as much money as you could be, or you're not making as much revenue for the business as you could be because you're your business's best asset. And when you're full-time working for your own company, instead of full-time working internally for your company, just to keep it running and you're not full-time trying to grow your business or whatever your business structure model may be, you're only hurting yourself. Um, so that's, that's another thing that I would definitely, definitely recommend for companies is you should definitely look into, I keep saying definitely, <laughs> you should look into outsourcing what you can. Yeah, I think that's, and that definitely makes sense. Again, it's something that can feel scary or hard at the beginning, at least. Um, but I totally agree. I think that 
just like taking some of those things off off your plate and like out of your brain a little bit some of the times like of course you still might be overseeing it and have to be aware of how it's working and what's happening but freeing yourself up for like the things that you that only you can do or that you have to be able to focus on more totally makes sense and it's a lot easier than people may think you don't have to go and hire an office manager office manager or an administrative assistant full-time they have part-time roles that people are looking to especially when like in the coast in the post-covid world there are so many remote roles and any role can pretty much be done remotely um and it doesn't have to be full-time so you can hire a VA, a virtual assistant for five hours a week, just to help you keep things organized or help you with invoicing or whatever it may be. Yeah, that's a good point. I feel like it's more a question of maybe sitting down and thinking about like, what will be the most helpful for you? How many hours do you think it will take? Or do you want to like pay someone for? And then yeah, finding the person because to somebody having five hours a week of organizing like your schedule or your whatever it is, your inbox, like that might be huge for them to be working from home to be able to do that. And for you, it's just like, it can be game changing in terms of what you can do with those five hours. So yeah, yeah, that's, it's a good point. Like people want to do everything these days, part-time, I feel like, and from home, like there is someone you can find for anything that you want. If you're strategic about what will make your life easier and what will bring the business forward. Yeah. Such good advice. What do you, I feel like it's been a lot for you in the last, like doing all this in the last couple of years. Is there, do you feel like, well, okay. Two part question actually, as I start to ask it, do you feel like part of it is that you like grew up with your parents, like having a small business and being so much in that world that you're like, I don't know. I mean, as you said, you're, you're already more business minded, kind of like feel it just seems like it comes naturally to you like is that what you think it is um is there anything else that you think has like helped you kind of be successful and like be able to take this from you know a to eight oh I hate to say not to say a to z because it's not like you're done but (laughs) to take it to where you have so far like any certain traits or thing anything else besides like the systems and stuff that you already said that like has helped you kind of do this Definitely your support system. So I obviously wasn't just solo on my own. I got a lot of whether it was kind of not mental help, but my friends and family kind of supporting me or kind of leaning on them for advice, um, advice behind the scenes. I definitely used them and they kind of saw that too. Of I, I have been putting a lot of work into the company. I think when I first started, a lot of it, it goes back to I had got a I signed a lease on an apartment in Boston and I was thinking oh my god this is yeah I was like this is so expensive what am I gonna do how am I gonna pay for rent so a lot of it was just uh, honestly like fear and fear of oh my god how am I gonna pay my bills how am I gonna make enough for rent because I was putting 60 hours a week I would say when I first started for the first year or so into the company just because I was thinking okay if not this then I would have to go work a normal nine to five or something like that and once I was kind of in it I really saw this is really cool and not only for myself but I also was thinking this could be something for someone else, meaning this could be something for my team as well. And I want to make this a really awesome space 
we are a younger team. We obviously do have a lot of, we have a good amount of team members that have a lot of tenure years experience in the field. Right. And then we have a balance of, I obviously had a personal background in kind of what we're doing in small business marketing and that sort of thing. But we have a really good balance of that. And I was thinking, Hey, this could actually be a real opportunity for people in this field to have this really cool vibe and really cool company structure of, because we are a hundred percent remote and we do one of the important things I would say about my company is I value everyone's opinion equally, whether you are an intern that it's day one on the job, or you are at the top of the company in terms of leadership, everyone has a seat at the table because marketing is not about how long you've been in the field. And it's one of the only fields that really is like that. Marketing is all about new and innovative and strategic ideas. So that's something that I've really valued and I've really seen, okay, this could be something and a really cool opportunity and really cool experience, whether you're here for a year or 10 years that I could provide someone. Yeah, that's, that's a really good point. That's how I started to feel with my, like, as soon as I heard the first person in my business, I was like, oh, this isn't just about me anymore. Now it's more about like creating a great work environment, creating a, a place that somebody wants to live and creating something that is going to like give them stability in their life too. And like have some, you know, it has, there has to be longevity to it now because I want this to be something where somebody else can build their life based on it. And that's like a whole different level of like responsibility. I think that like that then you have to bring to everything you do and be like, okay, now like there's so much more to it than it's done just being me again, a little different. Cause like I had been doing it for years before I hired anyone. And I had always just been like, well, it's just me. Like just want to do what I want to do <laughs> kind of thing with only myself to, for, as like responsibility. But yeah, it totally sh shifts once there's someone else. Cause like suddenly it's like, oh, they rely on this and that's important. Yeah. And I want this to be the best place they've ever worked. Like to, cause yeah, I, I feel like we have similar, similar, uh, kind of feeling around that. Cause like, why not? Like, why would I want to create a company and not have it be the best place somebody's ever worked? Like that's of course, do you, did you go into it? So again, like not to keep coming back to the fact that, of like what you've built in such a short amount of time, but do you have like a certain set of goal, like, like goal setting or kind of like, I know it sounds like you're always thinking ahead, but do you have any kind of like formal structure around that? Cause I'm curious about, you know, again, if it's just been kind of like organic or if you sat down or if like every so often you sit down and say like, okay, here's what we're going to like work towards next. Oh, of course <laughs> I am always, I'm always looking at the numbers in terms of, okay, where can we get to next, whether it's team members or whether it's client numbers or whatever it may be. That's something that I am constantly looking back on. We have um, a budget set and forecasting and all of that stuff for 2022. And I'm always at quarterly goals, yearly goals, five-year goals. So I'm constantly going back and I am competitive by heart. I also played soccer um, at Bentley University, the business school I went to. And I've just always had, I've always been hard on myself when it comes to that sort of thing. I don't, I feel like hitting your goal isn't enough. I'm like, okay, how much farther past this goal can I hit and can I reach? So that's something that I keep going back to. So do you have like set times where you're like, okay, this like quarterly, I'm going to sit down and do this, or it's just something that's like always like something you're thinking about and like doing all the time. 
When it comes to business, it's something I'm definitely thinking of all the time. Um, with my team, I have goals set with them as well and what they can do because like I kind of said, I want this to be the best place possible for them. And it's not all about me and the business. I want it to be, okay, what can you get from this and what can you learn? And again, whether it's an intern or the top of the company, I want them to come to me and say, I want to learn X, Y, Z. And I want to, I want to help out on this account. And whether it's our biggest client or our smallest client, if it's something that kind of aligns with what we want to do, I want to put them on that. And I want them to get the most out of it that they can. So yeah. I do sit down with them on a monthly basis, a quarterly basis and say, okay, what can we kind of do to reach those goals for you? I love that too. I feel like we need to have another conversation later on about <laughs> like how to do those internal, uh, like team goals and stuff like that. Cause that's something I'm always, always trying to kind of work on refining internally here too. But yeah, I'm the same way. I'm like, what do you want to be able to say you've done like one month from now? Or what do you want to be able to say you've done three or a year from now? Like to make sure that they're always feeling like they're working towards something too and getting the experiences that they want and stuff. But that's something I'm always kind of tweaking and trying to figure out. Obviously everyone's different. And like when you have a team of people who work in different ways, there's like so much to that. But yeah. What do you, do you ever have moments where you feel like less motivated or where you're like, I don't, I don't know. Well, I guess, what do you, is there anything you do to like stay super motivated or to, um, you know, or to take those times when you need like to just relax a little bit and take some self care or whatever. Like, what do you, what are those other things, you know, the softer aspects of business look like for you, I guess, when it comes to like keeping yourself going, keeping yourself I've definitely going. been working on that now more so than I did when I first started because it was not always sunshine and daisies and success and this and that right when you start a business and as any business owner knows and I'm sure you know there's always setbacks and things that go wrong and issues and whatever it may be that you have to solve so it is really hard sometimes and it's not always it's not always, oh my God, this is amazing every single second of the day. But when you kind of look back on those, you, I learned so much about each of the, each thing that goes wrong or whatever it may be. And there's always those days where I'm like, I am so exhausted. I don't want to do anything right now. But again, it also goes back to, it's not just me. If it were just me, I could say, oh, okay, maybe I'll take the day off or whatever it is. I have a whole team. The team is asking me questions, slacking me, doing this, doing that. There's deadlines that I need to meet, whether it's for the clients or internally with the team. So that also kind of helps me stay motivated because I'm not the only person that's involved in this. And this isn't, if you think about it, not just my company, I want it to be kind of them included as well. And I really want this to be a we thing, not just a me thing. Yeah. So the responsibility to everyone else is like big. Yeah. And friends and family telling me you're doing well, you should be proud. You should be happy. Words of affirmation go a long way. <laughs> Oh my God, a hundred percent. Um, I couldn't do it without my friends and family and even my team too. Um, they are, they have been unbelievable and crucial. Like I said, I hired my first team member than the first couple of weeks of my business. So I could not have done this alone. Yeah, true. It's like, uh, it's someone, someone's been there from the very beginning too. I mean, I feel like that must even strengthen that even more, that feeling of like, it's us, it's not, it's not just me. Um, yeah. Amazing. Is there, 
Is there anything that you do on a daily basis? I have like morning routine or an evening routine just to make yourself feel good or, or I mean, I don't want to say motivation again, but I know, I know like people have different answers to this question. Sometimes it's to wind down and like, feel like you're having some separation between your work day and not work day. If you're working from home all the time or just running a company, or sometimes it's like a morning routine that just helps them feel like they're setting themselves up for like success for the day. Um, any kind of routines like that that you want to share? Um, in terms of separation, I would say one of the best things I did, and it took me a long time to do, was set working hours for my email, but also my business line. So out of the nine to five hours, my calls will go right to voicemail and I don't get email notifications on my phone because early on I was checking my email 24-7 on the weekends when I was out with friends doing whatever and that wasn't healthy and it wasn't good. Um, now that I kind of have that, I would just say my, my routine is just, I like getting up early. I got a dog in all of this too. So I, um, I got a puppy in October of 2021. Um, so this past October, and that has been great because that also has helped me kind of detach from the business and not only be focused on business 24 seven. So I've been taking care of him and I take him on walks. Um, so in the mornings, I like to get up, play with him, have my coffee. And I have a, a morning schedule that I kind of set for myself of when I check messages from the team and when I answer emails and make sure that's all done. So I have kind of a fresh, a fresh um, list to tackle the day with. Cool. Yeah. I love it. I always love to hear how people like organize their time, organize their day, like especially outside of work. Cause I don't know. I just always think it's interesting. <laughs> I wish I had a cooler one. But no, I do. <laughs> No pressure. Hey, I think it's cool to see what you built without anything. You know, sometimes people are like, I mean, most, not most of the people I talk to, but you know, sometimes I read things of people who have like these like elaborate morning routines that they like think are what has like made them be successful, right? Like you need to get up at five o'clock and go to the gym and then do this and then have like this weird drink. Yeah. They say the, the most successful business people are ones that have structure to every aspect of their day. Um, I'm working on that, but, <laughs> but I think it's cool to show that you don't necessarily, you know, that you don't, I mean, I think it sounds like you do like that is a routine, even if you don't feel like you're like doing too many like crazy things during it. Like, yeah. I mean, it still like is something that like starts your day off on a, on a clear path. I feel like it's, I don't know. It's cool to see that you don't necessarily have something like that. I don't have anything like too crazy. I always, I always think it's a hard question to answer personally because mine, it just cha changes so much. Like, because I like had a baby during the time that I had my business. And so like all routines went out the window for a while. And then like every like couple months, it just changes. Cause it's like, it's summer and there's no school or that it's like the beginning of school, the school year or a different school. And like our morning just has to always be so different, but I try to set to certain, certain things like after I drop them off. Now I can have, you know, there's my little morning routine, but it's definitely not the same thing as like getting up at five o'clock to go to the gym and all of that stuff. <laughs> but always cool to hear. I think, is there anything else that you'd want to share with anyone, whether it's about like building, starting and building a business or a team or, or marketing in general? I feel like, you know, we didn't go too much into like what you actually do for clients, but I feel like it's the most interesting stuff for me to hear how you built the team. But is there anything else that you'd want to share or anything coming up for the company or things you're working on or excited by that you'd want to mention? 
Yeah, I just feel like the biggest takeaway from this is definitely, and I'm not someone, I definitely didn't make every single right decision, right? There's definitely mistakes or I made a decision. I'm like, I actually don't like what I did there, whatever it may be. So just like what I was saying, investing early on in things that can make your life easier as you continue to grow is the biggest takeaway, I would say. Um, that's definitely really important to hear um, and do for your business. Yeah. Oh, and one thing I always ask people is, if, is there one thing that you wish you had known more about when you first started your business? Would it be that same thing? Or is there anything else? Probably that. I would also just say too, and I feel like I wish I knew more about this and I think I do a, a pretty good job, but even just team leadership. I mean, when I started my company on day one, I wasn't thinking that I would have 16 people that I'm in charge of and in charge of leading. So really focusing in on leadership and how you lead people. And because now you have to worry about company culture and that's something that I'm thinking about too. And every addition every new team member that you bring on brings a new set of strengths and weaknesses and personalities. So really just making sure, okay, how is this going to change or evolve the company culture? Yeah. Different dynamics. Anytime you like add to the team for sure. Cool. Amazing. Well, tell people how they can find you if they want to connect with you personally online after this or with Nantucket Island marketing. Um, yeah, how can they get in touch with you? Yeah, so you can connect with us on social media. We're just at Nantucket Island Marketing. Our website is nantucketislandmarketing.com. Um, if you're interested in setting up a consultation or even just asking more questions or learning more, you can reach out to us at info at nantucketislandmarketing.com. Awesome. Thank you so much. Thanks for coming on today. Of course. I had so much fun, Alessandra. Thank you. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed this show, please subscribe to Quotable, a female millennial entrepreneur podcast wherever you listen so you won't miss the next episode. And leave a review on iTunes so other people will be able to find us easily. Also, don't be shy to get in touch with me or anyone you've heard on the show. We're all about connecting and our Instagram handles and contact links are always in the show notes or online at quotablemediaco.com slash podcast. If you want to join the community of other female millennial entrepreneurs, join our Facebook group by searching Female Millennial Entrepreneurs on Facebook. Talk to you soon and see you there.